Some people collect stamps, precious stones, or artifacts from another time. Me, I collect stories. I love stories that come out of conversation because they hold so many things all at once. Memories, emotions, lessons, new perspectives, comic relief, and so much more. They have the power to move us, to open our hearts, to connect us, to heal us. Stories offer a window into another person's universe, and I get to see what it's like to experience life from their eyes. They are an invitation to celebrate what makes us unique and what makes us the same. But most of all, I love how stories bring us together. How they harmonize us. How they remind me that each one of us is an essential voice in one glorious symphony. Welcome, my friends, to the harmony of stories. Hey, hey! Good rising, and welcome to the first episode of the Harmony of Stories podcast. Thank you for being here with me. Today is March twentieth, the spring equinox. So happy spring equinox and happy new year to you all. I feel really good today. I was just on the phone to my soul sister and my bestest friend in the whole universe, and I always feel amazing after talking to her. She's very magical. So where do I begin? I wanted to spend some time this morning to introduce myself and to talk about this podcast and what what it's all about and my intentions for it, and I'll try and keep it short and sweet so um, we can get on to the good stuff. My name is Frances. I currently live in Kentucky, in southeastern Kentucky. And my family and I,、uh, my husband and my two young children, two cats, and a rooster. At the moment, we used to have more chickens, but he's all that's left of that now.、Uh, we've lived here now for two years and a few months, almost two and a half years. And we've had so many amazing experiences here. This is our first、um, stint on country living, and we've enjoyed it greatly. I was born and raised in Manila, in the Philippines, and I lived there up until I was nineteen. And then I traveled to England, to Portsmouth, and I chose that place because I thought it would be the warmest place in the country. I was very 
afraid of the cold, having grown up in a tropical climate. And I was there for two, three years, I think. And then I moved to London, to the big city. And I was there for about seven to eight years. And I loved it. London is a great place. Lots of things to see and do and lots of people from all over the world come there and I got to meet a lot of them. I met my husband there. We worked at the same company and I think it was a year after we met or a year after we got married. I can't remember now, but um, shortly after we got married, my husband um, received an offer to transfer to the Chicago office of the company that he was working for at the time. And, and so he comes home and he says, do you want to move to Chicago? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yes, please, because I was ready to leave London. You know, I'd, I'd done all of the things that I loved doing and which was really going to see so much music and plays and musicals. I really, I, I chose to go to England because of the musicals. And, um, but really I was ready to go because it was getting really crowded and super touristy. And my favorite place that I used to hang out in, this um, building called the Royal Festival Hall. I used to be able to get a table there after work and just sit and read and or maybe, you know, invite a friend to come and spend some time with me. It was just hard to get a table there anymore and it was very crowded and it just wasn't the same. And I guess I was ready for a new adventure. My dad used to call me a lacochera, which means that I like to, you know, go out and uh, explore a lot and that I never stay still, never stay in one place for very long. <laughs> and that's certainly been true. Um, yeah, so after that, um, we moved to Chicago. And we stayed there for five years. And during that time was when our children were born. They're now eight and six years old. Little treasures that uh, keep me on my toes. And they inspire me to be a better person every day. And they taught me a lot more than what I've taught them. And uh, Chicago was too cold. <laughs> It was way too cold, and um, we wanted to have bigger space. We lived in downtown Chicago, and it—you know—we were in tiny apartments, spending a lot of money renting them, and we were ready to to buy somewhere where we could have more space and we could uh, have a garden. So my sister had moved to Texas, and so we followed her there. And we bought a big house in the suburbs of North Dallas in a place called McKinney. And we lived there for two years. 
met a lot of amazing people who I miss so much and I can't wait to see them again. Um, but yeah, it didn't really uh, work out so much with the place that we were living in. We, I mean, we had a ball there, but it was time to move on after two years. We had, um, we had a good sized yard and even though we weren't there very long, we had put in a food forest. You know, we covered our whole yard with wood chips that we got for free from um, from this app called Chip Drop, where arborists could dump like truckloads of wood chips uh, in your garden. And we had a pear tree and a peach tree and a fig tree that was an amazing producer, and we had an elderberry bush, and lots of native plants, most of which were donated to us by my neighbor, Valerie. And we just built this beautiful garden, and we had so many pollinators that just arrived there because of all the plants that we put in. We had annual gardens where we grew sweet potatoes and and Egyptian walking onions and tomatoes and nasturtiums and beans and just lots of little things. It was like our little, um, our first, you know, real garden where we learned how to, um, how to work with plants. And we also had our first flock of chickens there. We ordered them as little chicks and we raised them uh, up until, you know, they were layers and that was such a fun experience. So, um, COVID happened and I just had to get out of there. We were actually going to move to the Philippines to buy some land there and start a food forest there. And I had a big vision for that, but, uh, that was not meant to be. And so we found this place that we were going to move to two hours away from where we were living at the time. It's a place called Mineola, still in Texas. And it had a five-acre, um, well, it was a five-acre property and had a three-bedroom house in it already. They had goats in the forest and they had all the fencing already done. And But it was very expensive. And we would have had to got, get a big mortgage for it, which I was not, you know, that didn't really sit very well with me. But I thought, you know, we'll just go for it because I need to get out of suburbia. And on the day that we, the day after we made an offer to buy this property, um, I got a call from my friends, Ravka and Shamay, because I had sent them some pictures of the property and I told them that, you know, we were buying this and and this is what's next for us. And so Shimei went on the phone. We were on the phone with him for a few hours, and he invited us to consider moving to Kentucky. And they were in Kentucky at the time looking at property, and he said, 
there's this property that I found on Facebook that you might be interested in. It's only listed for $60,000. It's 25 acres. There's a house in it already. And I was like, what? And so we were basically put on this crossroads of, um, should we go and, you know, take out a, a big mortgage to live in this five-acre property in Texas, or should we go and take a leap of faith and move to Kentucky, a place we've never been to before? And have the option of being mortgage-free, right? Because we, like, the money we were going to spend as a down payment for the Texas home, we could use that to pay for, for this current place in cash. And so it's like, wow. And um, so we really, we sat down and we thought about that. And we thought about the, you know, potential of being able to retire early. And we decided to take the leap. And so here we are in a small town called Wollum. And we, we bought the place sight unseen. We didn't come and look at it in person. I assumed that it would be fine because there were people renting the house and living in it, so I thought, you know, it's it's habitable. But when we got here, the house had a lot of problems, like a lot, a lot of problems. It was not looked after well. Um, the people who lived here made it work, but it was it was not pleasant at all. Um, the all the plumbing was old and not working. The um, the uh what do you call it the shower you couldn't turn the shower off without turning the water off at the mains and the um the pipe coming from the toilet was broken and so the toilet stuff was just leaking out into the basement it was really gross and there were tons of little flies on the walls and it was moldy and the windows and doors were broken and boarded up with plastic and uh, cardboard in an attempt to keep it warm in here. There was no source of heating or cooling apart from these uh, space heaters that um, I presume they took with them. I'm guessing that's what they used to stay warm in here. It smelled of smoke. The windows had mold in them, and we just spent a lot of time. And there is a lot of trash, a lot of trash here in the house and in the barn. We spent days cleaning everything up, and the kitchen was dark and dingy, and the ceiling, uh, I mean, the, the roof had loads of leaks. The gutters were full of holes, and had you know vegetation growing on them and 
the bathroom was totally unusable. And I could go on and on, but you kind of get the picture. So we just went with it and we put in a, a wood stove, a wood cook stove as our source of main source of heat. And we had the wa the basement waterproofed. We had the plumbing totally ripped out and changed to fresh, you know, shiny new plumbing. And, and so we lived sort of, we were glamping, I guess, for a little while. Um, I think we were in, we didn't have any running water for about six weeks. And we were washing our dishes outside uh, using water that we gathered from the creek using these gallon jugs. Um, and then our neighbor heard about, about this and he insisted that we gathered our water from his outside, um, tap instead. So that was very kind of him. So we would drive over there. It's only like a minute to drive there and we would bring our gallon jugs and fill it up with water. And yeah, and it started to get cold. We moved here in October. We had pleasant days and then some days would be cold and we didn't get our wood stove until mid-December and we didn't get our new windows until shortly after that so it was so good to have those in wow <laughs> it was really great um and then just slowly over time we you know made improvements to the place we you know as we could afford it so I'm proud to say we never um took out any more loans we're still mortgage free at the moment and the place is really beautiful now. I wish I took some before and after videos, but I didn't really. And now we are preparing for our next adventure. We're uh, packing up uh, our homestead. You can hear my rooster out there. Um... He's just right outside, so it's it's very loud. <laughs> but anyway, where was I? Yes, so we are preparing to sell our property. We're packing up our homestead, getting rid of a lot of stuff, giving it away to friends, to Goodwill, or taking things to the dump. And we are going to buy a motorhome so that we could travel the country for a while. We want to do all 50 states. And our motorhome will be our, our only living um, quarters. So it has to be <laughs> as comfortable as possible. And during our travels, we are going to well, most of it is just, you know, adventuring and we want to see the country. We want to see all the beautiful places and try different f kinds of food and meet all sorts of people. And, you know, we got itchy feet. We want to go to the beach and to see big mountains and all that. But part of it also is to search for land. We want a lot of acreage. And I have some big visions for that food forest and the works and 
um, gatherings and music festivals, retreats and activities for children and of all ages and just a place for um, for people to find community and and peace and harmony and and all that. That's my big dream. And hopefully we will stumble upon this perfect piece of property while we're traveling. Um, but the third reason for me personally is I want to meet a lot of people and have conversations with them and especially my soul family who I've started meeting a lot of recently. People that uh, I've known for very long past this life and beyond. And my podcast will hopefully capture a lot of the conversations that I am sure to have with exceptionally amazing people. I, I keep meeting them. I keep meeting great people. I keep having really fun conversations and and I hope that this podcast will capture some of that. I also want to host gatherings around the country wherever we end up and and try and build you know little communities of like-minded people and yeah so that's where we are right now how long have I been talking <laughs> 20 minutes I guess I better wrap it up I've got a lovely drink here. It's a chaga mushroom tea blend by my friend Chelsea, who owns a Appalachian herb store in Cumberland Gap, Kentucky. If you're ever there, please visit her store. It's amazing. You can buy herbs there um, from jars, however little or however much you want, and you weigh it like a like a candy store. But anyway, let me take a sip of that. It's really delicious. That's my favorite blend of hers. Thank you, Chelsea. It's 57 degrees in here. I started the fire, I don't know, probably an hour or so ago now. It takes a while for it to, to warm up. But apparently this week it'll get warmer. So hopefully I won't have to start the fire anymore that would be nice <laughs> i like fires but it's also nice not having to start them every day okay so podcast what are my intentions for the podcast i would really like to well i would like for it to be an invitation for all of us to start being curious again about other people. You know, there's been many years 
especially in the last three years where we've witnessed a lot of, of separation and, you know, we've seen the extremes of polarity and, and I just feel like there's this, um, you know, it's not, it doesn't happen everywhere and for everybody, but there's this energy of, of being weary of people and being afraid of people. And yeah, I just, I hope that the conversations that will arise from this project of mine will, will help with that, with um, bringing people back together and getting curious about you know, someone who we're standing next to at the supermarket or something. Everyone's got a good story. Everyone. And like I said in the intro, we're all different, but we're all the same. And my purpose here, or part of my purpose here for coming here is to to bring people together and to walk towards remembrance of of, you know, of who we are. I've done that with myself and and I know that's going to happen as well collectively. Just remembering that we're all we all come from the same source. And we're in a in a important time right now where we can look at what is and walk towards what we what we want for ourselves and ultimately we all want to be together and and walk towards unity it might not seem like that <laughs> depending on where you look but i feel like that's where it's going and and i want to play my little part in that but um most of all, I guess it's this is for me. It's my little little project and my little following my joy path. I've always loved talking with people and hearing stories. I love hearing their stories and seeing things from their perspective and I don't know I'm always I'm a very curious person and I'm always learning I'm always evolving and I feel like this whole world is a a playground and a library and there's so much to explore I I like to travel I like to travel within myself. I like to travel to different places and I like to travel the cosmos and and different dimensions and places in my mind, but also I like to travel to other people's universes. You know, I believe we all have our own universe and we create um in that and through that and it's, it's just such an honor when I when I get to connect with people especially in, in 
a deeper level, you know, that's beyond small talk. It's really such an honor. So, yeah, I'm just having fun, really, and following my heart with this. So, I hope you guys enjoy it, or some of it, and I'd love for you to let me know what you think. As the weeks go by, we will begin here in Kentucky. I have a few people lined up to sit down with for the podcast, so you'll get to meet a few of my friends, a few of the people of this part of Appalachia, so that's really exciting. And I don't know yet where we're going next, we'll see. We might be in Georgia for our first trip, because there's a um, a school there where you can learn how to drive a motorhome. <laughs> I definitely need that. I'm not a very skilled driver. And um, I really want to head to Texas after that to see all my friends there. And yeah, so if you've got a story to share too, let me know. I'd love to talk with you for this. And what else? So... Two more things I wanted to say is I currently live by a road and by a railroad track, so my apologies in advance for the inclusion of those sounds. And of course you'll hear the nature around here too, birds and things, and my rooster. Um, I mean, I'll try my best to, you know, do the noise reduction thing on, on my computer, but what remains is just what is, and I'd like to think that it's a nice, you know, addition to the ambience of the environment of where I'm currently at. And while when we're traveling too, I don't really have much control over where I'll be. Uh, you know, where I'll be when I meet these people and we talk. We could be in the city, we could be in the field. Um, and there will be noises. <laughs> Let's just keep it raw and real, right? So that was one thing. And the second thing was I write and post quite a fair bit on Instagram. And I have a website as well. My website is wildflower.cloud. I haven't got all of my content on there yet, but I'll work on that slowly. But most of it is on my Instagram account. It's wildflower underscore on underscore tour, wildflower on tour. And I'll be posting there a lot about our journey of traveling and shifting into nomadic life. So if you want to follow that, that's where it's at. Um, I also like to share on my other Instagram account, Ancilla12. That's my account that I've had for a long time now. And mostly I like to talk about spirituality there and quantum physics, uh, shadow work, and, and all that jazz. So I'll add those to the show notes. You can also... Yeah, you guys can connect with me through there. I think that would be the best way. Um, I try and check my messages there every day. And 
yeah, I'll add some stuff in the show notes if you guys want to learn more about about me and the story of of this place. I'll link it up to a blog post I did about about Kentucky. Yeah, I think that's it. Thank you for listening and again, happy equinox. And I wish you a beautiful, magical, fabulous day. I'm very excited for this week. I feel like good things are coming. Big things. So I'm sending you all my love. And I'll see you on our next episode.